Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here in Portland on AM860. Also on the Golf News Network, and we will actually be releasing a bunch of new affiliates uh, very shortly. So uh, look forward to that. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can find out more about Painted Hills Natural Beef by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. And also John Breaker and his family back at Birdie Ball in Colorado. Um, Birdie Ball is a is kind of, kind of looks like a napkin ring but it's a great little practice device for your backyard or the park, or maybe even in the living room. If your wife isn't home anyway, uh, go to birdieball.com. Well, uh, our guest today, uh, Rick Rangel, who's the new CEO of the Oregon golf association. Rick and I have been trying to get together for about five months now, and we finally, uh, made it happen. Rick, welcome. Thank you for having me and uh, happy Thanksgiving week to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Um, you have some history in the golf world. Obviously, you were worked in northern Northern California. I will say this: a little joke we shared off the air, but you're a recovering banker. I like that part too. And uh, you were the NG NCGA's, this Northern California Golf Association Director of Growth, and you were also a member of the USGA and AGA uh, club. I mean, club like golf club task force. So. What prompted you to look north to Oregon to come up here and and uh, apply for the job at OGA? Wow, if I turn back the hands of time to you know eighteen months ago, we were uh, looking at ways to better our family. Uh, you know, a like how do I how am I at home more often? Uh, mm-hmm. For my, I have two twin girls that are at the time they were in preschool, um, so we were looking at ways to help our household income ways to uh, kind of look at stay on the West Coast, if you will. Sure. Um, my in-laws are down in Monterey. Um, and then quite frankly, to, to backfill what I would say is a legend in the game in, in the form of Barb Trammell. So um, I knew the OGA had very tenured team, high quality team, uh, some of the members that I would see at annual conferences and I respected a lot of them. So when the opportunity arose, I, I put my name in the hat and through a series of multiple interviews, um, a call was made into which I accepted. And next thing I know is how do we uproot our entire family and go to Oregon? Um, <laughs> the selling to my kids were, we're going to be very close to Sun River in central Oregon. So they were ecstatic as opposed to the 12 hour drive. Cause we were vacationing up here pretty often. And just, I think the natural elements of what Oregon has to offer, whether it's the sea or the, or the desert or just the topography, we always found yeah. ourselves up here. So. Yeah, well, that's it. That's kind of an easy sell there, Dad. You know, when you if you've been up to Sun River in Central Oregon, it's not too hard to say, "Hey, we're only going to be like an hour and a half, two hours from there." I'm sure you got a golf clap from the family at the dinner table for that. I did, and we uh, I think we 
gone six times since we've been here in the last 15 <laughs> months. So hold it true to my promise. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Did you always have an interest in golf? I, you know, growing up, I was introduced to the game around age nine and nine or 10, give or take. Um, I have full on, and my, my teammates heard me say it, I have full on middle child syndrome. And my dad, you know, my, my parents, one favored the oldest and one favored the youngest. Um, but my dad, it was a good time to go out and spend quality time, whether it was two hours for nine holes or four plus hours for 18 holes. And it was just sure. a great, you know, father son bonding, or, you know, you could say father daughter bonding. Just it was a great time to spend time with my role models, which were my parents. So we, we enjoyed it. Uh, I was never that good. I played on my high school golf team. I was the sixth man. Sometimes I became fourth or fifth. Um, but you know, I've always been infatuated with sports and, and golf being one of them. I think it's more important that you have a good time while you're doing yeah, it. Don't you I agree? Yeah. I'm terrible anymore, but, uh, I still never pass up a chance to get out there. It's, it's uh, all, you know, get the sticks and I'm gone. Um, so what is the job? Uh, it's kind of a loaded question. So answer it as you would. But is the job everything or more than you expected? I would say it's been more and everything, combination of both. It's everything I anticipated, mm-hmm. um, just bigger role than what I had at the NCGA, and more in the terms of really getting to meet like the stakeholders, the community, um, and understanding like the true impact of what we're doing here at the OGA, um, whether it's from the team and, and learning about them to the stakeholders, whether it's the the chapter, the section, the working with our partners in terms of the PNGA, um, and just getting to know like the Oregon golf community and what makes yeah. us unique. So um, it's what I anticipated, learning the new role, but then also the gratitude and the gratifying things that come with it. You had some tremendous uh, shoes to fill after Barb. It's uh, as I got to know her over the years and you know, you don't know everything when you first meet somebody. And over the years, we talked many times. She was on this show many times. But when you think about all the things she did in the golf world, and she's still active. I mean, she's not sitting home eating bonbons. But, you know, um, you think about, you know, working the LPGA, working at the Masters, doing this, doing that. And it's like, wow. And you just never know, do you? Barbas. She's an institution. I talk to her probably once a week. I think I text her more than she cares. Um, <laughs> and then we generally meet up once a month for a cocktail somewhere, some food, some appetizers. And I feel like I'm always gaining more than what she's receiving. And yeah. she's been an awesome mentor. Um, look what she's done in the game of golf. And, you know, it's fitting that the sports team here is called the Trailblazers. And that's kind of how I view Barb as and what she has done and the lasting impact she's held here at the OGA, but not just at the OGA as golf associations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's an incredible lady. And uh, I always, well, I still do have the utmost respect for her, but just kind of in awe of her too, at times, you know, just when you hear everything she'd done, it's quite a, quite a list. So um, where do you think the OGA is now, Rick, just overall, just give people a thumbnail if you would, please. You know, the OGA right now is we got a lot of projects that we're working on um, with change management. My team's learning how I operate. I'm learning how they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really rewarding. 
um, forward thinking. You know, we have a couple of projects. If you, if you come out to the OGA golf course right now, we're under construction. We're redoing, we're reinvesting into our own product in terms of redoing the entire irrigation. Um, in terms of OGA in membership, we've, we've had 7% membership growth versus last year. Um, that equates also to revenue. Um, and then we're looking at ways on how to enhance our benefit offerings, whether it's through employee stores, whether it's through the web and digital access, um, whether it's in person in terms of events, competitions, championships. Uh, but we're always thriving and moving forward uh, to help uh, our constituents, if you will. You ever think about having a big barbecue bash in the parking lot over there? Gosh, I would love to. I, <laughs> you and I were talking offline. Uh, we Obviously, the name of today's show, but I am a huge barbecue enthusiast, so much so that our holiday party for our team uh, is going to be barbecue themed. So <laughs> that would be great. We can put some barrel smokers out here. <laughs> Well, you let me know if you ever want any help with that, okay? I'll 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 do that. Um, I think we can figure something out. I think we probably could too. Give us your observation too of the actual OGA golf course. I mean, it's a tough job that you got. I know where your office is. Um, if it's still where Barb's was back in the corner there, and you can kind of look out and see things. How does the OGA course stack up to to places in California? It's unique. Uh, the OGA golf course, I love. I try to get out and play. Not as often as I wish, but I could tell you, like, this past Friday, three of my colleagues said, hey, do you want to come out and play four or five holes with us? So I grabbed my sticks and uh, went out in 10, 11, and 12. And I purposely went out to 10, 11, 12 because of that thin irrigation project they had just right. put in the lateral pipes. And, you know, we we tee off of 10. And next thing I know, I see um what are the uh the rollers that you see on the road laying the asphalt i see one of those going down the middle of the fairway to impact the green to impact the fairway and, and push it down but um i enjoy it. it obviously i'm playing it more than any of the courses here i think it stands up to any of the golf courses in, in northern california i had the privilege of working in you know pebble beach for many years and right um, our office was at poppy hills and they're different but also unique to to what i would say is the pacific northwest Oh, very good. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Rick Rangel. The news, well, you're, you've got a year under your belt, but uh, the new CEO, I'll put it that way, of the Oregon Golf Association. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. <laughs> Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Uh, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, uh, me or my team here, uh, it's real easy. You can just go to info at grillingatthegreen.net. You can go to the website, at, uh, Grilling at the Green, and uh, or Facebook or Twitter. We've got all those platforms there. And uh, just send us a note, and, and either I, myself, or somebody else will get back to you. Rick, here's, some, here's something where I um, usually put my guests on the spot just a little bit. Uh, we have a little segment here called golf trip travel tips. I can't even say that fast. And I make my work, my living with words here, but, uh, and this is sponsored by the good folks up at Weston Kia, but do you have any, uh, travel tips? You've obviously traveled with and without sticks, uh, around. Yeah, I would say, uh, 
travel tips for me are always take off the driver heads or your fairway heads or any removable head, um, wrap them around the tower, put them in the, you know, the shameless head cover, if you will, if it comes yeah. with it, um, and put them in your, in your travel luggage and then wrap a towel around your iron so that they don't bend. Uh, I was running late, uh, last two weeks ago, I was coming back from Dallas, Texas and forgot to do that and learned the hard way. I had one that was actually snapped. Oh, um, oh no. so. Uh, that's the first time in 13 years that I've never completed that and kind of what I get for rushing through. Uh, I usually take two pairs of golf shoes wherever I go, uh, just depending on the lay of the land. And then, um, second is if you're in the golf business, never travel without your clips because there's always an opportunity to go out and play somewhere. Absolutely. And not uh, just I the golf business, but you should do that in general. <laughs> in general. I, I, I'm not worried about you replacing that club. I think you might know somebody. <laughs> get yeah. your deal on that. So the last, man, the golf world has been just kind of topsy-turvy the last year and a half with, well, I don't have to tell you, but live in the tours and this and that and and all that. And we, we've we only got one tour stop now that comes in through the Portland area, and that's uh, the Portland Classic, the LPGA, which is always a great tournament. But overall, what's your thoughts on professional golf right now? You know, Golf, professional golf, I mean, it's in the news every other day. When you look at uh, whether it's ES, however you consume your news in, in terms of sports and golf, right. it's there. Um, you know, you can look at it in different ways. It, you know, from a branding perspective, if golf is in the news, and maybe that's a good thing. From a traditional specialist, it, it would be great to kind of go back to the way the PGA Tour was, um, you know, think about two years ago. And um, just the bifurcation, you know, live is now potentially bringing into the fold with PGA or they have that framework and you saw some reactions, but then think of like someone that put themselves out in the line, Rory and what, you know, having him to come back and what happened to him. I, I feel for him. Uh, I think it takes a lot to be that visionary and that, you know, that spoken spoke person, what the industry mm-hmm. needed. Um, but I, I hope they put aside their differences sooner than later. And we just come together as one, um, as one unit at the end of the day. Uh, we want to see, you know, TV and that spectacle, if you will, um, enjoy, you know, seeing some of the players that are on another tour back on um, the tour that we've grown up with. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but those at that level, it always comes down to money. And um, I'm not a purist. I, I love to see pros on any tour make a good living and have fun. And because we all look to them to say, man, I, I wish I could hit it like that or whatever your, you know, your thoughts are. Mine are like, yeah, well, maybe once in my life I hit it like that. But the point is, is that I just see it all coming down to that. Um, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. I hope you're right. I, I would love to see that. Everybody kind of drop all the anger and swagger and all that stuff and just let's move on with this and see what we can do. Which leads me to another question for you. Um, what about, and what is OGA's official position, if it and truly has one, on like rolling back the ball in some of these things? Uh, and I'll tell you up front, I'm not in favor of it because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> well, I think like you're, you're talking about elite players, right? Right. And when you go back to the rolling back the ball and, and that piece that's coming out right now and, you know, at the end of the day, the OGA aligns with the USGA and we will always follow their recommendation. Um, and that's generally where we've always stood for. 
Sure. Well, um, I can understand that, but I don't ever, you know, when we were talking a couple minutes ago, we we're talking about money and this type of thing. I don't ever see the cushion at meaning Titleist and, and tailor made some of those guys that have millions and millions and millions of dollars into manufacturing golf balls, let alone the revenue side of that equation. I don't see them backing down very much either. So this, some compromise will come to the forefront at some point, I hope. I hope so. I, I think that's generally the right thing to do. I mean, you think of, talk about Kushner and, and Tidal specifically, like the Pro V1 or Pro V1X models. And you look at like research and development and what that would mean. If they're if they're making, if they have to do more R&D at the end of the day, like who loses? It's probably the consumer because those someone's going to absorb that cost. And that cost right. generally comes back to the consumer. And I hope for the betterment of the game, they, they come together sooner than, than later and, and see what comes out of this. Maybe um, we, we certainly can't make it any more difficult than what we have already done. So no, that is true. That is true. And um, then let me take that one step further. Uh, we just got about a minute here, but also that goes for golf clubs, Rick. I mean, I, I saw one the other day in my closet. I saw one of my original three woods. It was about, you can't really see me, but it's about that big, <laughs> you know? Um, and now that's about the same size as a utility club or uh, like a five wood or something, you know, that was, that was what I was hitting with when I started. And I thought, man, now we've got these, you know, we've got a kitchen sink on the end of a stick here. Uh, I, I think anything that helps you that's within the USGA's parameters is a good thing, but I wanted to get your take on that too. So we, I want people to get to know you a little bit here. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, as long as it's within the USGA, United States Golf Association's conforming limits, I, I'm in agreement with. They set the standard. You know, you're right. Uh, drivers are now, you know, 460 cc, whereas, yeah. you know, you roll back 15, 20 years ago, uh, you looked at the original like Big Bertha, and it was only you can't see me, but it's probably smaller than if you, you know, made a fist with your hand. Uh, but now they're one and a half times that. I mean, look at it, like in all aspects of life, right? There's been growth. Um, you know, you and I are meeting right now on Zoom. That, was that feasible four or five years ago? And I think golf is also, we're a little bit slower, if you will, in terms of adopting that technology. But, sure. you know, as we progress, as society progresses, you continue to advance a little bit, little. Um, but at some point, where do you where do you have to like say, okay, what do we do? What are we doing? Where are we going? And what does it look like? What does that driver head per se look like five years from now? Um, and, and who's going to help kind of guide us into that? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Rick and I are going to take a break. We're going to be back with Grilling at the Green in just a moment. Please stay with us. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by My Golf Spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on Golf News Network and uh, in sundry other stations smattered and scattered across the country. I wanted to tell you about the Painted Hills natural beef deal. Um of course, you hear me say all the time, it's beef the way nature intended and beef like what your grandfather used to raise and all that. But if you go to paintedhillsbeef.com, 
there's an online store and it's, it's fairly new and they've got some great products in there. And if you think you want to order one, cause you might not have a retailer in your area that carries painted Hills, natural beef. I get that. So you can buy it online. But if you go down in the bottom left-hand corner, uh, when you're checking out and there'll be a little spot down there that says, do you have a code or a, as I like to call them coupons, a coupon. <laughs> My wife gives me hell about that all the time because <laughs> I'm always joking around. All you have to do is type in barbecue nation, BBQ nation, and you will get 15% off your order. And that's not your initial order. That's every order. So just go there, order. That's paintedhillsbeef.com. Go to the order page, pick out what you want, type in bbqnation.com, get 15% off. And also the folks at Birdie Ball, like I said, John Breaker and his family back in Colorado. Um, it's a great little practice tool. I have a lot of fun. I stand out there and hit them off my deck into the yard because I've got enough of them now that if I don't want to get my feet wet, I just keep hitting them till I run out. And then I, <laughs> then I wait till it gets dry to go get them. So that's the epitome of lazy, I guess, Rick. But that's uh, something I do here in Woodburn. Where do you see the OGA and say... One year, three years, five years. So my background is I'm a tech enthusiast, technology. I love to make things streamlined. Um, I think the data behind it helps um, know us, know our member, our community uh, intimately. So what we're doing here internally, it's kind of like the way I've been sharing it with my team is we're doing foundational elements. So if you think about your house, if you don't have a strong foundation, things can crumble. Um, so what we're doing is we're bringing in technology in terms of like a customer relationship management platform, abbreviated called a CRM. Um, that's kind of going out nationwide across the US to a lot of those golf associations. So we're learning it, we're developing it, and we're going to use it throughout um, the OGA's website, how you interact with us. Um, we're reinvesting into our clubs. So we have this community of 310 golf clubs, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's golf course um, or associate or affiliate clubs, and we're giving them tools to help streamline their operations. We're blessed to have an army of volunteers that lead our clubs, and a lot of them are unpaid, and running a club is kind of difficult. So what we're doing is we're going to give them some tool sets to help streamline that operation. Uh, and then, you know, another foundational aspect is I mentioned this irrigation project going on. Right. At the OGA I drive by it every day. So you, you see, I mean, you yes. think it's, it's a, you know, construction zone going on, which it is, but, you know, without a green golf course or without functioning irrigation, you can't have a golf course. So to me, that's another foundational element. Um, in the next, you know, three years, I, I look at our business model and, you know, we'll look at it as like, how do we have that foundation of sustainable success? And, how do we make things easier for our members? And um, we're going to town on that and we're uh, hoping to have something in the next, what's called short term, the next six months to help our clubs, help our members, and ultimately help our golf community um, receive more messaging and stay more engaged with the OGA. How do we, and this is kind of the wheelhouse I come from, how would and does the OGA interact with other um, businesses? Um, OGA is a business. Langdon Farms up the road is a business. Okay. How do how do you propose uh to expand the OGA's relationships with some local, some more regional? I mean, it's not too hard for the OGA to uh uh 
maybe work with Titleist, like we've talked about, or you know, pick one. It doesn't matter. But how do you work with more regional businesses? Uh, one might be Les Schwab Tires. I'm just making it up as I go along here, so bear with me for a second. Or how do we do with more local businesses like um, Burgerville or something? I mean, those might not be good examples, but I think you get the picture. Uh, to me, uh, not just OGA, but a lot of golf courses have overlooked their potential partners with somebody that's just five miles down the road. And, and in, in this, is just my opinion now, Rick, but uh, going forward, I think we need to, I'd like to see the golf industry as a whole, reach out to some more of those businesses and find some common ground that they could work with, whether it's sponsorships or, um, incentivizing something, whatever it is. I, I, I'm kind of looking in that direction myself personally. So I want to get your thoughts on that. I agree. I think there's plenty of opportunity for what I would call business development. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we represent all of Oregon and we have, you know, 50,000 active members. And with that, it's pretty feature rich database. Um, We could easily help um, business develop you know, whether they buy an email advertisement where we disseminate that information to our entire constituents. But I want to make sure like there's that fine line, right? Like we're ultimately a golf association. So it's right. got to be, you know, something relative to golf, um, but also not spam our, our members. And I know right. I look at my inbox every day and I try to get it to an <laughs> inbox of zero. And every day I have a new vendor coming in, but um, you know, how do we help each other? Um, I, I have this saying here at the OJ and, my team will tell you, I say it pretty often, but rising tide lifts all boats. And I think if we reinvest in our community, reinvest in our members and kind of ultimately like help our value proposition, like, you know, you, you pay us X amount of dollars and what are you getting in terms of that back? And mm-hmm. there's plenty of opportunities there. Um, I know that you do a lot of work with the kids. Uh, I, I think I'm the only board member on the Oregon Junior Golf whatever the proper Woodburn junior golf that they do the Woodburn high school tournament there every April. I've worked with uh, coach Wilhelm now for, I don't know, eight, nine years, whatever it's been. We've got a couple, three Evans scholars out of the deal yep. and that I like to see things like that too. And I know, you know, the, it's a time commitment as well, not just energy, but time. And, uh, but I think OGA does a pretty good job with that. Um, especially with the Woodburn ones, because they practice there, but you know, there's, there's other groups around and, and uh, I think that's important too. I agree. I think that is, um, I would say Oregon junior golf or OGA, our foundation arm is Oregon junior golf. And we are investing heavily in terms of not just dollars and cents, but actually getting the right person in there. We just recently hired Monica Von Fisher as our director of development uh, donor engagement and development. She's formerly with uh, University of Oregon as their assistant coach and NCAA national champion. She was an OGA champion at, by the age of 15. Um, and her sole responsibility is help raise funds for Oregon Junior Golf to reinvest in terms of affordability and access so that no young kid um, ever doesn't have to worry about paying. Um, and then we yeah. go through, subsidize it through Youth On Course. And I'll take that a step further. Uh, one of the coolest passion projects that I've been able to do since started here is we partnered with Seamus Golf, um, Akbar Christie, to help yeah. design 
an Oregon golf theme license plate. So later next year, uh, the community will be able to purchase a golf theme license plate and $45 of that will go back to Oregon Junior Golf. So if you drive around, you see all of our themed license plate, whether it's Smokey the Bear, the Cultural Trust, Salmon, right. Pacific Wonderland, you'll see one soon for uh, that's golf themed. And if you purchase it, um, 100% of the proceeds go back to support junior golf and all of our constituents. So it's pretty rewarding, kind of my fun passion project. You got you got roped in with Akbar there. He's a wild man. He's, he is incredible. <laughs> I love the guy, but he's a wild man. You know, he's, when you have to make a decision, and the decision is resting on Rick Rangel's shoulders only, it always will come down to that. You're the guy. You gotta you gotta pull the trigger, say yes or no. Has your um methodology on that changed somewhat since you've been up here versus what you had to do in California or I, I, there's no specific in, uh, inference there. It's just two different areas, two different situations. Yeah, I would say that's the part that I've grown the most. Um, when I was in Northern California, um, I can make the recommendation, but at the end of the day, that decision wasn't up to me. And I was pretty good to like understand like, Hey, these are the reasons why, and these are the reasons why. At the end of the day, it's it's business. It's not personal. Um, since I've been up here, I've been very blessed to have a talented team, um, and I think any leader surrounds themselves by really good individuals, and it's part of a system of support. Um, and getting that constant feedback loop on a loop on what to do and what not to do. We're going to we'll take a break. You. Rick and I are going to be back, wrap up this part of the show. I'm going to con Rick into sticking around for a few minutes after hours. He has no idea what that's about, but we'll get him educated. You're listening to grilling at the green. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of grilling at the green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Um, Grilling at the Green, as you know, is on uh, Golf News Net on iHeart, and we're on multiple stations around if you're in Portland. Uh, you can listen to it uh, on Saturdays on AM860 here and also in Seattle, although I just got that uh, word, so uh, I don't know the call letters yet, so I can't tell anybody, but we'll figure it out for you. And we're talking with Rick Rangel, who is uh, Rick came up from California and is filling the shoes that Barb Trammell left. It's, there, it's a big job, but I think he's doing a great job there. Um, what's your overall impression about the golf in Oregon? I love it. I, uh, I've been fortunate to travel more, a lot of long days in my first year, but I committed to getting out and understanding, you know, this new state of mind and, uh, golf, man, we've, as team OGA, I feel like whatever entry that, whether it was a team championship, like the PNGAs where we work with Washington golf and Idaho and BC, um, the, the crew that represents the OGA have been amazing and, uh, they've brought back a lot of hardware this year. In terms of my personal golf game, getting out and seeing some amazing sides, playing a lot of golf, uh, I it, man, this is this is paradise, and it's kind of a hidden gem. Um, you know, one of the things a lot of people forewarned me on was, well, you know, wait till the winter comes, and um, we were happy to say we survived. I think I donated a lot of my income to to Columbia, uh, <laughs> just for warm weather. But 
uh, you know, Monterey was often overcast and, you know, low 60s every day. So it wasn't that drastic, but um, golf here in the Pacific Northwest is, is absolutely amazing from coast to inland. Oh, yeah. And as far as uh, at Monterey, all you had to do was drop the temperature about 15 degrees and you're here. Yeah. You know, that's it. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Actually, we have pretty mild winters up here to most was, of the time. I grew up in the Midwest and uh, very familiar with snow. And I think last year we had one snow day. Um, so I was anticipating the worst. It exceeded expectations. It's pretty mild. Uh, and I think the summer's trade-off of seeing the sun is is pretty incredible. Yeah, we, we have some great summers here. If there's uh, something that you would say, not about OGA, just in golf in general, and we're going to get to these types of questions in after hours, but if there was one thing that you could say, that's got to that's gotta change, I, that's got to be fixed, what would it be? Oh, man, I've never been asked that question. Golf in general? Yeah, just I overall, would, throughout the world, what have you. I would like to see, gosh, I, I you stumped me. I, I don't know <laughs> how to respond to that. I, you know, I consider myself forward thinking in a lot of things. Yeah. And um, in terms of my profession, but, you know, that's a broad statement. I, I, I would welcome individuals to get custom fitted for their clubs if they can afford to do that, because I think yeah. that that's a major difference. Of, and how you shoe um, and, and, and practice. But uh, in terms of rule, there's alignments for the USGA and the RNA. In terms of course rating, there's the, the world handicap system. So that's been unified. You asked me the question about live and PGA tour. Hopefully they come together. Um, but man, I, I honestly, I think golf has been in such a good place um, the last you know few years, especially since the pandemic where, um, supply out meets demand or demand out beats supply that, um, you know, is it sustainable? I think, you know, early 2000s, we had the tiger effect and we saw that run up of a lot of people join the game and right. we've been fortunate to have, I would say, 100 year instances, instances twice in the, in the, in the century. So how do we sustain it and keep um, those that are new to the game, keep on coming out? And I think that's up to us. That's up to the stakeholders. And it's ultimately up, up to the consumer. Like it's a fun sport. Um, and it's a game for a lifetime. We will we'll pick this up on the other side on after hours. But one of the things that that kind of irritates me is if you if you're just getting into the game and you're and you're watching some on TV, you're on YouTube, you're doing whatever, you subscribe to some um, professionals, you know, send you emails and videos on how to improve your game, or you go take a lesson. That's all great, but you know, people complain about slow play. Fair enough. Except how do you expect those people that are just getting started, or maybe they've only been playing for six months to a year to keep up with people that have been playing for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever. That's an, that's, that's the thing that I, I see it on the golf course. Mm -hmm. I see people being a little bit aggressive and coming up and saying, you know, and, and you were taught and I was taught like, go ahead and play through, you know, what have you. But I see people get really aggressive about that. And it's like, you're not going to keep these people in the game if you, we don't find some balance to that. That's, that's something to think about But while we go to break, Rick, and we'll come back with After Hours. How's that? Okay. Uh, we've been talking with Rick Rangel. He's the new CEO of the Oregon Golf Association. He's been very kind uh, right here before Thanksgiving to jump on the show with us. And we appreciate it. Um, we we just break out of here and then we go into After Hours. But Rick, thank you very much. You've been a real good sport about this. Thank you, everyone.
No problem. We'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. Until then, go out, play some golf, and be kind. Take care, everybody. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.